This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey guys, uh, it is the Mess It Up Podcast. I am your host, the Bowtie Guy. I'm here with my lovely wife, Bev. Hello, hello. Hi, everybody. It's almost like she's testing the microphone. Mm -hmm. uh, that was pretty cute, Bev. Thank you for doing that. Uh, so we are here to hopefully give you a little bit of uh, enjoyment and enlightenment and uh, entertainment for the next half hour or so as we talk about things with recovery. We're on our final show of our walk through the principles, the eight principles. So um, this will be principle eight today, which we'll get into in a little bit. But before we do that, I want to just uh, remind you about some things with our social media. We are on Facebook, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. Go out there and get on Reddit. I, I love to go to Reddit and, and talk to people about things. One of my favorite subreddits that I participate in is called Redditors in Recovery. And it is uh, people who are on Reddit and who are also in recovery and who want to make their lives you know a little bit better and um it's just good to talk and share with people so uh you know join us on reddit um it's it's free uh it's fun it's easy and it makes you seem young and hip so uh, go ahead and do that um we also are a listener-supported show. That means that all of our funding, 100%, comes from listeners just like you who decided that they found some value in what we're doing and they want to say thanks and, and help us out. You know, you, you go down to Starbucks, you get a latte, you give them some money. You go to McDonald's, you get a, a burger, you give them some money. And uh, we are cheaper than that because we're free. But um, we do... Um, help uh, get help paying our bills by uh, listeners who give to us uh, generally generously each month. So for as little as a dollar a month, you can join our Patreon platform, which is at messituppodcast.com. Click on the Become a Patron button, and that'll take you to our Patreon platform. Or you can do our text to give, which is, uh, we always say mum's the word. Text the word mum, M-U-M, to 760 Walls C A W A L L S C A, and that'll take you to our text to give platform. If you want to communicate with me directly, you can send me an email at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com or you can send me a text or make a phone call 760-608-1942. That's me. That'll get you to me. And uh, I figure if I let the telemarketers call, I can let you call as well. <laughs> so I'm always looking forward to having a nice conversation with someone about recovery. So uh, I think that covers most of that. Uh, did, I, did I leave any of that part out? That always yeah. sounds like you cover it. All right. Well, cool. Well, we're going to jump into our word of the week. And uh, uh, this one is one of those words... Um, that can be pronounced in a couple of different ways. And, and uh, I think that the way it's pronounced is ignominy. Uh, ignominy. Ignominy uh, is, is how it's pronounced. But it's public shame or disgrace, which I've had a lot of ignominy uh, in my lifetime. Uh, and I think a lot of us in recovery have had that. And it is kind of a thing that we like to do to people now. We like to put them out there in the, the public. It used to be you'd put people in the stocks and, and make the you know world come and throw cabbage at them. And now we put you out on the internet and let people throw figurative cabbage uh, at you, which uh, doesn't hurt physically as much, but sometimes the emotional scarring can be there. And, and we do like a good public shaming in our uh, culture and society. Uh, so uh, let's try to get away from ignominy 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 um and uh <laughs> and 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 uh 
you can use it in sentences, but don't use it in life. Uh, so uh, there you go. Give yourself some bonus points if you can use it uh, properly in your sentences this week. I'm always thinking when you say the word of the week, um, what that sounds like to me. And all I can hear is my dad saying, don't be an ignoramus. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, well here, you know, I've been working on trying it, but here's here's a, a little bit of, uh, of, of Google saying it for me. Ignominy. There you go, ignominy. Um, that's uh, that's the way that uh, Google has it for us. So anyhow, there you go. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's move on from this, shall we? <laughs> Help me out here, Bev, by uh, getting me away from my my silliness. We're looking at principle number eight. The principles, if you are just joining us, were written by Pastor Rick Warren as part of a sermon series to kick off the Celebrate Recovery program 30, 35 years ago. And as Rick does, he made it into an acrostic, which is recovery. He found that the Beatitudes from the Sermon on the Mount kind of tracked these ideas that he was looking at. So he paired them with the Beatitudes. So Bev, give us principle number eight and the Beatitude, if you would be so kind. Okay. Being the last letter in recovery, why? Yield myself to God to be used to bring this good news to others, both by my example and my words. And the beatitude that goes with that is Matthew 5:10. Happy are those who are persecuted because they do what God requires. Yeah, it's um, uh, it, it, it's a difficult one uh, because of that word persecuted. And we'll get to that, uh, back to that in just a bit. But I want to read the step that this is paired with, which is step 12. And step 12 says, having had a spiritual experience as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to others and practice these principles in all our affairs. And that one is paired with the verse from Galatians 6, 1 that says, brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore them gently, but watch yourself or you also may be tempted. So, uh, principle eight, yield. Oh, there it is again. Yeah. Giving up uh, my control of stuff. Yield myself to God. And not just for anything, but to be used to bring this good news to others, both by my example and by my words. It almost sounds like that world's most dangerous prayer to me, um, which mm -hmm. in Celebrate Recovery, we talk about the world's most dangerous prayer, God use me. When we ask for that, he will. And sometimes it's uh, scary. Sometimes it's exciting. It's kind of a mm -hmm. roller coaster, you know, a, a thrill, but also some um, some fear in there. What what is your initial impression on this step, Bev? Or the, not the step, but this principle? Wow, um, <laughs> I'm a little bit blank on this one. I I I don't know. I might need for you to pull the proverbial uh, lawnmower cord to get me started here i don't know <laughs> proverbial well here's the thing I, I i'm trying not to talk too much and you're just telling me you know what Paul, I, know. I need you to talk some more that's I okay know. you know i can do it so yeah, i'm sure you the, can the thing that i look at on this is that whole idea of yielding myself to god so that i can be used by him uh step 12 is the giving back step and principle eight is the giving back principle. We are trying to share what we've learned and what we've become with other people so that they can learn and become a better uh, person as well. And if, if I find some great news and I keep it to myself and I don't share it, I'm cheating the world of the joy that I got. And the only reason that I am 
where I am in Celebrate Recovery is because other people were bold enough to invite me, to harass and harangue me, to make me go to get them off my back. And then I went and and their generous giving of themselves, their sharing of their own story, their acceptance of me, their teaching of the lessons, their, their walking their faith in front of me, their walking out their recovery in front of me, made it so I knew that I could do it. And the guy that led uh, Celebrate Recovery when I started was a guy that I looked at, you know, he's missing a front tooth. He worked in the sewer department of the... Um, city in water reclamation. He didn't always smell good. And I just always said, man, if that guy can do it, I can Mm -hmm. do it. And that's where I got the whole idea of of that idiot. I want to be that idiot. I want people to look at me and say, if that idiot can do it, I can do it. And if I'm not walking it out, if I'm not demonstrating it, if I'm not allowing God to work in my life and I'm not showing how he's working in my life, well, then how on earth is anybody going to get anything out of this from me? I'm just, I'm being stingy and that's, well, it's no good. You know, I don't know why, but I'm hyper-focused on the word used in that, um, uh, you know, in yield myself to be used to be God, by God. And, and I was thinking about that. How many things do I use in a day? How many things do I touch, pick up, um, use? You know, I use the microwave several times in a day. I was making waffles this morning. I used the waffle iron. Mm-hmm. Um, I use my blow dryer, you know, to, to dry my hair. And never do I pick one of those up. Now, I realize these are inanimate objects, you know. They don't have a voice or a mouth to be able to speak back. But once I reach out and touch them, they just yield to my, to my whims. They'll mm-hmm. do whatever I want mm-hmm. them to do. And that says to me that because God is my maker, I should be that in his hands. I should be, I should be happy to be used yeah. by God. I should be uh, willing to let him pick me up and put me wherever he wants to and mold and shape my life wherever he wants to. And really and truly, I should be happy that I don't really get to, that I shouldn't really argue with him, you know, that I, I should be saying with a happy heart, God, that's what I'm here. Like you said, you're the most uh, dangerous prayer. Use me however you want. And the thing too, when we think about those tools, I think about going to Hawaii a couple uh, weeks back and putting a floor in at my daughter's mm-hmm. uh, dental office. And I used a lot of tools that made my life a lot easier. Now, did I have to have that exact tool? No. Are there other tools I could have used? Yes. Could I have done it without some of those tools? Yes. Would it have been as easy? Absolutely not. Right. And, you know, having a hammer allowed me to, to you know, tap those boards together so they could click together. But then having a block that had little notches cut out so I could put it on top of it and not damage mm-hmm. the board I was hitting made it so much easier to get them to click together. And having a saw so I could cut weird shapes to go around an x-ray machine that was at an angle against walls that were at different angles made it so that I was able to work better. And having the tools to help find all those angles made my life a lot easier. And just all of these things make the end product successful. Right, right. And when I allow God to use me as his tool, it makes his end product, my recovery, and his message, my mess into his message 
so much more successful and so much more valuable to someone because then that can be used for good. Yeah. Um, I, this may be going on a rabbit trail, but... That's what we do. There we do. Squirrel. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, but anyway, I was just thinking, you know, the the Bible, I think, refers to us as the body of Christ uh-huh. and talks about how each part is designed to do its job. You know, the eye is not the mouth and the mouth is not the ear and all that. And I was thinking, as we are used by God, hopefully we fit into that beautiful design that when we're all together, we make the whole we present the whole piece to the world. Does right. that make sense? Yes. I mean, the whole message is yes. what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. So I don't, going back to what I said earlier about not really wanting to argue with God about where he puts me and how he places me, uh, tells me that if I do, um, then I'm not fulfilling my part of the the body's workings yeah and 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 the body needs all these things and i you know people laugh at me when i say this but i quite frequently say you know the the body has a lot of things and and not everybody gets to be the glory parts like the eyes or the face or the mouth or the beautiful hair somebody somebody gets to be the large intestine yeah somebody gets to be the adrenal gland somebody Mm -hmm. gets to be the butthole you know and you know somebody not expecting that somebody has to do that and if you don't if you don't have that, the the organism fails. It yes, dies. It's right. got to have all of that all stuff. And and that might be your job. Your job might be to be the non-glory job. Yeah, the and, big toe. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's, it's all, all, all super important. Uh, you mentioned the big toe. Let me, let me tell you how important the big toe is. Because when you think about it, it's like, yeah, I could live without a big toe. Not a big deal. Um, one of the reasons that Bob Marley died was because he didn't want to live without a big toe. Wow. He had uh, cancer and uh, it was in his big toe and the doctors recommended amputating the toe and Bob Marley loved the game of soccer. Football was huge to him. He would play in the parking lots before shows. He constantly, every day he was playing football with his band and and the the guys mm. and um, he didn't want to give that up and he knew if he had his toe cut off he would have to give that up and he wow. opted not to and then the uh, cancer metastasized into his brain mm. eventually and so he died for love of his big toe wow and uh, you know we all have we all have a role and and God will have us and we've got to yield ourselves to do that because what happens is we're bringing then good news to others by our example and by our words. And um, and that's an awesome thing. Um, I'm looking here at the, uh, the beatitude. It says, happy are those who are persecuted because they do what God requires. And before we started, you mentioned that and that you had some... Uh, uh, some hang up on that. And some it, it's something that I think of the Beatitudes. I think it is one who uh, that that people will commonly look at and say, eh, "What?" Because I mean, you know, happier those who are pure in heart. Pretty easy, pretty yeah, straightforward. Right. Happier the merciful. Okay, happier the peacemakers. Nice, I get it. Happier the greatest whose greatest desires to do what God requires. Okay, that makes sense. Happier persecuted people because they do what God requires. Wow. 
I don't know if I can draw the line as uh, easily to connect those two dots. Um, is that something that you have a difficult time connecting or? Two things. Number one is um, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be the persecuted one. Mm-hmm. You know, it messes with my comfort. <laughs> sure. The second part is persecuted seems like a really strong word. And um, I know that God, I know that Jesus guaranteed us that there will be struggles in our life. You know, that uh, the way we live is really contrary to the world. And sometimes I have a hard time connecting the word persecuted with the fact that uh, somebody just rolled down their window and saw the fish on the back of my uh, car bumper, you know, and mm-hmm. shook their fists at me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't really call that persecuted. I, I think I was unappreciated, right. you know, but so. When when I look at just a quick, uh, you know, dictionary definition here, it's to subject to hostility and ill treatment or to harass or annoy persistently. Mm. And, and okay. yeah, that doesn't sound like the thing where I'm like, okay, sign me up. I'll take some of that persecution stuff but But, yeah and and the thing here is that that i think this gets misused by people because when people feel persecuted they're like okay that means that i'm doing what god wants and that doesn't say it doesn't say the persecuted are doing what god requires it says people who are persecuted because they do what god requires right right so if you're doing what God requires, you are going to subject yourself to some persecution because people will take issue with your stance or or whatever it is. Uh, you know, I know when I was in high school and I was the only one who didn't drink, I had all these people, oh, come on, drink. Oh, you got to drink. You know, and they were offended by my not drinking because they took it as me saying they were wrong because they were. And people will do that with Christians. Well, and, and frankly, a lot of Christians don't do a lot of good for the cause because of the way they do treat people with a holier than thou high and mighty kind of look down their nose attitude Mm -hmm. at people. So we will, you know, face those persecutions. But the thing is, is that we're, if we're doing it in a righteous way for God, God will provide our rest. He'll provide our peace. He'll provide our happiness and our joy. And it might not be in that moment. Mm -hmm. It might be, promise down the line that we get mm-hmm. it but in the end the only score that matters is the score when the clock says zero mm-hmm. you know leading the first lap of the race doesn't win you the race right, if right. you wreck in lap two the only lap you have to lead is the last lap and and that's where i want to keep myself focused is on that that last lap that 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 finish line and and the thing about racing is it quite frequently with racing in most races uh the people pass the finish line many times. Right, right. You know, in, in, in NASCAR, they're, they're driving around in circles. Mm-hmm. In, in Formula One and, you know, auto racing, they go around and they pass that finish line. But it doesn't count until it's the last lap. You know, just crossing that line isn't the important part. It's crossing it when it matters. And and if we keep our eyes focused on that, those, those problems of now won't make as much of a deal if we have you know, the laurel wreaths around our neck and the the checkered flag in our hand at the end of the race. Yeah. um, Talking about yielding myself to God to be used. um, (laughs) I think sometimes I'm not real good at this because 
I don't like to stick out as unusual or different. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. Yeah, I, I know that about you. Yeah, <laughs> listeners, did you just hear that? Okay. All right. Well, anyway, the other day I was talking to my doctor and, you know, she asked me how I was doing. And, and I said, you know, I am doing a lot better than the last time we talked. And I, and I almost wanted to apologize for saying this next statement. And that was, I've been reading my Bible a whole lot more and it's given me a lot more peace. And I was thinking to myself, why? Why does that, not, not why do I have peace, but why does that feel uncomfortable to me? Why does that feel strange? And I was realizing that, you know, the Bible says if we, if we declare Jesus to the world, you know, Jesus will declare us, you know, he will claim us. He will, um, I don't remember exactly the word, but when we, um, what is the word I'm trying to say? Not recognize him, but when we lift him up, mm-hmm. you know, that he'll lift us up. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, so I suppose that could be in that same vein as persecuted. Um, yeah. Because and- standing out, being different. But then I know that God is not, God made me the way I am. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that he knows that I can't beat myself up over that. Right. Because I'm, um, maybe I do live my life a whole lot more loudly than I think. Um, and just that one point I felt kind of uncomfortable, you know, I yeah. don't, I don't think God's going to judge my life for that. Right. Well, and, and, you know, we're talking about looking toward the finish line and, and knowing that it's going to be better and, I, I you know, look at the song that, again, I chose this song several weeks ago, but the song <laughs> that we got going here is a song from Ben Rector, who's not tr- your traditional Christian um, artist, but uh, this song, I, I heard it and I was like, I'm going to use that as a, a song of the week, and it's called The Best Is Yet To Come. So this is about 90 seconds from Ben Rector, and we'll be back on the other side to talk about that and to talk about how we uh, put these uh, principles into practice. Raise up your glasses to brand new. Tomorrow will bring us a new morning sun. My friends, I believe that the best is yet to come. So I guess now there's proof all good things must come to an end. I couldn't tell you what comes next But I do know that we'll never ever be standing here again So here's to the memories I'll forever keep them here with me And I can't believe that it's over So raise up your glasses to brand new beginnings And leave in the past Tomorrow will bring us a new morning sun My friends, I believe that the best is yet to come Mm, 
I remember going several years ago with uh, our friend Ari when she was pregnant with her first child to go see Ben Rector in, uh, at the, the House of House Blues, Blues. And, mm-hmm. at Disneyland, and it was super crowded, and I have never been to a show where more people knew more words to more oh, of the yes. songs than that mm-hmm. show. It was just everybody was singing along. It was just a show that was filled with joy, that he just exuded joy throughout the night. Uh, so, Bev, this song here, uh, what what you get? Um, of course, I will put a uh, Christian spin on this. That's um, fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like the here's to brand new beginnings and leave in the past all the things that are ending because tomorrow will bring us a new morning sun. My friend, I believe that the best is yet to come. Um, I believe that's the story the, of the gospel right there in a nutshell that um, we can take our past and lay it at the feet of Jesus and he makes us brand new and that we can always look forward to his returning Um and that's when it's all going to be over. And that's going to be when it all begins, kind of all in one in one event. Um, I think that it reminds us that there is no good in looking back and embracing the wrong things that we've done or the poor choices we've made. Right. And, and you know, it starts off, you know, it says it's been the kind of year I'd be fine if I forgot. And mm. and sometimes, you know, in my life, I feel like that. Like, I just want to forget this. I want to go to sleep and wake up and have it be different. Uh, sometimes I'll play video games and I get I get vertigo and, and seasickness, you know, motion sickness from the motion of the, the game. And I just need to go to sleep. And when I wake up, I feel better. And, and sometimes I feel like that with life. But if I just completely erase, if I go men in black and, and you know, pop the little pin in front of my eyes and and I don't remember anything, then I am very apt to repeat the same mistakes. And so that that balance and recovery of not rejecting or denying or ignoring the past, but looking at it and dealing with the past and then putting it back on the shelf. You know, I I have, we're sitting in in my music room and I've got uh, thousands of pieces of vinyl and there's stuff piled in front of it. My my turntable is in another room and it's not plugged into a stereo. It hasn't worked for years. I'm not going to play this vinyl anytime soon, but I've still got it. Mm-hmm. And I remember it and I, I think about it and it's, it's not, I've dealt with it. You know, it's not dealing with me anymore. I've dealt with it. And and that's the way our memories should be is is that that we can glean from them even the hard things not just remember the good but to remember the hard things i remember my time in incarceration i can hear the doors closing mm-hmm. i can remember my first night behind those bars and and i'm better because of that i'm more whole because of that it's part of me of my story and who i am and and we need to be able to to celebrate those things, even even the hard things, which goes back then to that beatitude of happy are those who are persecuted because they do what God requires. And God required me to go and do those things and to look at it. And now, I mean, today I spent part of my time writing a letter of recommendation for one of my former students in the prison <laughs> who is applying to go to Stanford. And they wanted a recommendation from me. And it was my honor and privilege and pleasure to do that because I was able to sow into their life like someone had come and sown into my life. And 
that positive cycle keeps going and, and, and he'll be able to go and, and help someone else, right. not denying his past. And, and I started his letter. I met, and I put his name, in prison, which is not typically the way that you <laughs> start a letter of recommendation. Right, you typically right. downplay those kinds of things. But I chose to put it as the opening salvo. I met him in prison. And here's why that's important. And here's why that makes him the guy that you want wow. at your school. Wow. Um, and, and that's what God does with us. He says, you know what? Yeah, Paul committed these crimes. And here's why you want him in your life. Yeah, um, I was thinking of that title, The Best is Yet to Come. I feel like the only way that you can embrace that and know that, that there are better days coming, is when you truly, truly, honestly say to yourself, I have made mistakes, I need to look at them, and I need to mend those. Mm -hmm. Because I think if you completely ignore the things that you've done in your past that have not been good, and we all have them, nobody is unique to that, you know. Um, We don't have a future to look forward to um, because we're not being honest with ourselves. Right. And so uh, we're just going to be stuck in this cycle of repeating, repeating, repeating. It's like the record that skips. Yeah. There won't be better days ahead. They'll just be repeating days of screw-ups, you yeah. know, like we did the first time. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow. Yeah. Excellent. Well, good. You know, when we first started, Beth said, I don't know what I'm going to say about this. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and here we are uh, six and a half minutes later. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about it. So uh, good job, Ben. And uh, go check out some Ben Rector. Always happy music. Uh, if yes. you need just a little bit of uh, a bounce, um, uh, he's he's a great guy to uh, to check out. Yeah. Um, so this uh, the second part of this principle, both by my example and my words. That's what I want to look at uh, to close out this this series. Our example and our words. Are those two things different to you, Bev? Uh, do you, I mean, do you think, yeah, both should be put in there? Yes, I do. And if I want to break it down to the most simple terms that I think of, example sounds to me like the way I live my life out. Words means the way I talk my life out. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if that's what they mean because example can be verbal as well. Yeah. Um, but, um, mm. you know, yeah, I do see them separate. I, I think about going on uh, line to shop, and and I don't do a lot. Our daughter, our, our oldest daughter, shops almost exclusively online. Uh, but when I do buy something online, one of the things I look at is the picture of the product. I want to see what it looks like. Yes. I want to read the description. But then I look at the reviews and I see how many people have said that this is good. Does the walk match the talk? Is what the the manufacturer claims meeting up with what people with real world experience are getting? You know, Are there two people who said this was good or are there 10,000 people who said this was mm-hmm. good? And trying to base uh, my my purchasing off of that. And and I want people to be able to look at my advertisement in life and say, okay, here's the picture that he's showing me, but here's what people are saying. I want those to mesh like someone holding hands for dear life. I want them to be so tight that you can't get 
uh, a piece of paper between them, that you can't fit a molecule of water between them. I want them to be so tightly together that they just are a perfect, perfect match because I don't want to say one thing and do something else. And I know that that happens. And I know that I do that because I'm not perfect. But my goal is to make it so that what I say I will do, I will do. And what I um, purport to do is what I do. And what I hold as valuable reflects in the actions that I take. I don't want to say, you know, they'll know we're Christians by our love and then go on Facebook and bash people and then hide. I I don't want to be that type of a person or Christian. Yeah, um, I think that they both need to support each other. Mm -hmm. I think they need to be, what, the word congruent, I guess. But in my mind, I see the example as carrying more weight than words. And and here's the reason why I say that. We ran into a former student I had in first grade. Now, this person is now grown up, you know, probably in his 20s, maybe. And you asked me what kind of student he was. And I I could just go back and see him sitting in his seat. And there were some things that this particular person had done that were um, kind of, um, they were counterproductive. Let me help you out. This person was a turkey in first grade. Yeah, they were counterproductive okay. to his learning. Um, why did that stick out in my mind? Well, it's a thing I saw every day. He had kind of an attitude of, I don't, I just want to play around here. I don't, I don't really want to learn. And so I think about that. I can't tell you one word he ever said, but I could certainly tell you by his behavior what he was saying to me. Sure. Um, and so I, I guess that works. That works both ways, though, because I've met people and I think, oh, man, this person is super nice. And then they open their mouth and then I'm thinking, uh, I'll take that back. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and so, I think, you know, we need both. It's yeah. uh, a, a one-legged person can hop around. They can make do. When I have two legs, I can walk and I can even run and jump and climb mm-hmm. and do so much more. And, and just my words are not enough. Just my example is not enough. I need to have both of those to show that God has done these things in my life. And people will hopefully take notice of the positive things and want to then have some of that for themselves. I'm not saying I want people to notice me and emulate me, but what I'm saying is I want people to see the God in me and 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 desire that, to try to do what they can to attain that. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's the same way that I did. Maybe it's something different, but I that's what I want people to do. I want them to see, hey, mm-hmm. this guy was living for God and it seems to be pretty cool for him. That was not a bad a bad way of doing it. Yeah, I I have always been the person that will um that learns better and remembers better when I've had a visual to help me, which is why I really like the silly old flannel graph stories that we used to do in Sunday school when I was a kid. But there's something about that that sticks in my head when I I see something visually. Mm-hmm. Okay? When I hear something it doesn't stick with me as long. I don't hang on the words. Mm. And I, I think there's been many times that I've read a book and then seen the movie. Right. And if the movie and the book are 
pretty much spot on to each other. They they both the same. For example, the shack, you know, the right. shack. Um, man, I really have an understanding of the book now. Now that I've seen the the movie, mm-hmm. and it kind of is that way for me. Now, this is just me personally, but the way someone lives is gonna stick in my brain longer than the words that they said. Um, I just don't have that kind of memory. Yeah, our example speaks louder than our words. Yeah, yeah. And and um, uh, people will tend to tend to remember those things, and hopefully, they're remembering and noticing the positive is that it, we're doing. Do you think it's possible that our our examples? Uh, we don't always know when somebody's watching our example. No. No, um, and that's one of the premises of, of Piece by Piece mm-hmm. um, that you can check on Amazon and uh, Apple Books, by the way. There you go. I like that. Um, but we do always know when we're speaking. You know, we know what we're saying. Now, neither mm-hmm. one do we always know how people perceive it or re- right. receive it, right. I guess. Um, but uh, example... Hmm... I was trying to make a correlation between our example and being humble and our words and being humble, but it, it doesn't pan out. So let's just rewind and forget I was talking about that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. That that's that's okay. Well, um the thing that I, I wanna wrap up with here is just the fact that step twelve and, and principle eight are talking about example and sharing with others. And um, one of the common misnomers of recovery is that it's a class. Yes. I can take it and I'm done. Okay. I took algebra and I know algebra. Mm-hmm. It's a lifestyle. Just like a diet shouldn't just be something you do for a while. You should change your eating habits if you want to lose and, and maintain your weight loss. Uh, if you want to have a better life, you need to change your life, not just change for a little while. It's not enough to stop drinking. It's it's the need to fix the problem that you were trying to cover up with the drinking and then to help someone else with that. The more that we can give to other people, the better society is going to be. A selfish attitude of like, this is mine and you get yours and, and whatever, that just that doesn't benefit our 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 right. our, our world. It right. just benefits me. And and I want other people to help me have benefits, so I need to help other people mm-hmm. uh, benefit as well. So it's it's a whole giving back, and that's where recovery comes alive. I mean, it, it takes a few weeks or months. I mean, some people go through your 12 steps in, in a matter of days, um, but it's a lifetime of living that out. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, step 12 is the longest step because it's that lifetime step. It's a tattoo. We're not getting rid of it. We we need to keep yes. doing that and keep on giving and working and sharing to make people, I, all of a sudden I sound like Joey doing a, a, yeah. a, <laughs> a wedding on Friends, but we need to make sure that we are passing that along to the next person who comes along behind us because someone was there for us. If, right. if you're in recovery, it's because someone was there before you were and and now you need to be there before someone else is and help them go through that. I remember uh, Pastor Glenn Payton um, at the church that we were attending many years ago and he would always say, whatever you want, give it away. Mm. And um, 
I think that that is just like a great thing to remember. Like if you want, if you want peace, if you want love, give peace and love away. Yeah. You know, if you want reassurance, give reassurance away. You know, and uh, I think that's what that step is saying, or that principle is saying that um, our world is filled with getting, and this is a great um, opportunity to give. Just yeah, and and you know, uh, more spear or more boomerangs and less spears. You yeah, know? let it come back to you. Don't just throw it away and and try to. Uh, injure a person with it um be a person who is uh using a boomerang yeah and i think along with this too there is a certain responsibility that i feel like that comes with the christian walk that says because i'm not my own anymore and because i belong to the father i I need to watch my words. I need to watch my example. I need to remember that people are going to watch me and people are going to, uh, maybe the word judge isn't right, but they're going to judge the way the Christian walk works and what it can do for them by watching me. And if I promote myself in that, I am just shooting the Christian life in the foot. I, I, it's, I, it's truly like a slap in God's face, I think, to, uh, to not keep that intentionality mm-hmm. of remembering to be responsible for my actions and my words. Right. And not just say all the time, oop, it just slipped out. Yeah. You know, oh, I, well, I only do this when I'm tired. Yeah. Or, you made me. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, it's just, yeah. Everything I do is a choice. Yeah. And, uh, and it's okay to have reasons, but, uh, I, not interested in hearing your excuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, Bev, thanks for being here for so many of these uh, these shows. Uh, I really appreciate it. As I look back, I see, you know, you were uh, a, a quite a common guest throughout these principles, and I appreciate that. I appreciate the fact that you uh, helped me lead. Uh, you're my co-M on Friday nights as well. So thank you for uh, standing well, here by you. me. thank you. And, um, and you know what? And it benefited me to be able to talk it out loud. Oh, well, you know, Because cool. sometimes I look at it and I don't really spend time discussing it. Yeah. So. Well, if you find yourself in that same situation as Bevan, you're looking for someone to discuss, you can discuss with us in a lot of ways. You can go onto our Reddit and discuss, um, which is Messed Up Ministries is the uh, subreddit on Reddit. Uh, you can go onto our Facebook and, and post some stuff and, and get involved in a discussion there. Or you can email me, bowtieguy@messituppodcast.com with your thoughts and ideas and, and, and feelings and feedback. Um, I'm also open to getting phone calls or texts at 760-608-1942. So, you know, don't be a stranger. Go ahead and join us. Uh, We'll be back next week with a new show. Hopefully, I'll be interviewing um, a friend. Um, I'm going to try to get that done in time for uh, that. But that is uh, coming up very soon here. Um, uh, An interview with a new mess into a message story that you are going to uh, really, really appreciate. But uh, whatever it is, we'll be back uh, next time. And uh, I guess... uh, That's all we have to say until we'll see you next time we mess it up.
Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Don't be an ignoramus.